Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast where we navigate through the mess of personal, spiritual, and relationship growth. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach. Join us as we discuss the beauty in the mess of our lives. Hi, folks. Uh, so today is, um, Ariel and I were just chatting about this before we turned on the recording. Um, today is what I'm calling a tough love episode. <laughs> so buckle up. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to get all mama bear on some of you today. I think um, that both of us are have that energy in us. And I feel like our listeners are not surprised because like I've started asking people now, why did you call me today? oh yeah you know why did you call me and um I just said this to a friend earlier in the week and I said well and they're like I don't know you know I just I was thinking about you I was like yes but why were you thinking about me like why you know and I said I think it's because you knew I was gonna yell at you across the table that you're worthy (laughs) yes oh god I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I've had that conversation with them and it's like Yes, I think you knew that I was going to do it. And I said, in that, there is hope inside of you. Yes. There is that little spark of light that is like, Ariel's going to give us some tough love today. And we're going to choose that. Yes. And I think that might be the bottom line, like in our messaging today is what are you choosing to mm-hmm. honor in yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, yep. We'll go through it all. But. We'll go through it all. So, so this is being this is stemming from some conversations I've had recently. One with a dear friend, and then others that have popped up with clients um, who are going through relationship transitions or questioning, like, is this the right relationship for me? And I did a live on this this week. Um, but the the thesis is, people will tell you how they want to be with you. Like people will show you and tell you very plainly how they want to be with you. And you need to honor the fact that that might not be the message your ego wants to hear, but it is the message that you are getting. So this, this shows up in like, um, I just had a friend who has been in a, uh, almost a year long relationship with a person and he broke up with her like a month ago now. He said, I can't do this anymore while I'm doing this other thing in my life. And the other thing is a very big transition for him. So like when she told me that I was like, wow, I really honor his like clarity in knowing that like he can't be a good partner for a person and be doing this major self-work right now. Like that's awesome self-awareness, but she being the loving, beautiful person that she is wants to help him through this. So instead of like listening to that and honoring that and being like, okay, we're going to be done here. She's like, no, I want to be with you. I want to do this with you. Like I can see a future with you. All very beautiful, loving things. And it's still not honoring what he originally was asking for. Even though he did like walk that statement back and they're back together again. We need to honor what right. people tell but us. That's that ego self, right? Exactly. That's the ego of like not honoring. So the, the statement that, that you had for your life, which I think really ties into this, is the Maya Angelou quote, when someone tells you who they are the first time, believe them. Yep. And it is, we want to hear, no, but look, we got back together. Oh, mm-hmm. but look, we got back together. Oh, yeah. but yeah, but then he still came over. He still hooked up with me or he still did this. 
but he keeps saying at the end of those nights, but I really can't do this with you. I can't be in a relationship. I can't do this, but you don't want to hear that. So our ego is, is paying attention, right? Giving the focus to the coming back, the hooking up. And I think the question then becomes, how are we determining the truth, right? How are you honoring yourself, right? How are you, what are you choosing to honor? And where is that within you? And of course, knowing how you're resonating is what helps with that. Exactly. But the thing is, you can get really confused in what mm-hmm. you're really resonating with because what you want is that person. Is that him like, together? So I, right. so I did this when I was, well, I've done this a few times. I've done this a lot of times. <laughs> but one of the most succinct examples of me doing this, I actually wrote a poem about it that I called The Fog. And I, I did this in 2017. Yeah, it was like the spring. It was actually like this time of year in 2017. I met a dude on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And he was really cool. And like, if I looked at my needs, wants, and desires, he seemingly ticked off a lot of them. And he absolutely ticked off all of my ego's needs, wants, and desires. Like mm. he was good looking. He was really intelligent. He was like an English major and he had like lived in London and he had this really cool old boat that like my dad would love. And he was just like really fun to be around and had these really crazy friends and like it was all really cool. And I like, my ego was just like eating it up, like everything. He had like this really kind of spiritual belief system about himself and about like his life and what he was here for. And I was just like all in. And every single time we had a deeper conversation beyond like, Hey, do you just want to hang out this weekend and like hook up and have fun? He would say like, I can't right now. I can't do Mm -hmm. this right now. Like it would be so nice if it was easier to jump in with you right now, but for whatever reason, it's not. And instead of me respecting that and saying like, okay, cool, you can't do this. I want this. I need to walk away. I dragged myself through the fucking mud for like six months with this guy. And then Mm -hmm. when I finally cut him off and and was like, I'm not going to do this hookup thing because I like you more than that. I saw him fucking everywhere. And I kept wanting it to be a sign. And I kept asking physically, not not having sex with people. Yeah. I had, yeah. even, I had, a, I was like, yeah. Oh my God, you saw, him Oh, like, not, saw Oh like, no. Like I saw him other people. Yes. yes. You yes. Just, he showed up at the grocery store. Oh and my God. He was everywhere. At the gas station. Yeah. yeah. I would literally be walking to other Tinder dates and like see him through a window at a bar like that. That's I was walking nuts. past. Okay. So it what did nuts. that, what I would immediately say, what is the universe trying to tell me? That's exactly what I would say too. And I would like go into the bathroom at the bar where I'm on another Tinder date. And I'd be like, why the fuck is this dude showing up everywhere? And my intuition was just like, you don't need it right now. You need to say no to this. And it was like a lesson in saying it's like test. No, totally. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I got so, because it's one it. thing. And this is, this is, it's one thing to set the boundary. It's another thing to uh, honor the boundary, honor Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And it feels like you were kept getting tested on this, right? Like here you are saying, nope, you're right. If you're not going to be all in on this with me, then I can't do it. And I think that's where it becomes, what is your truth in this situation? Yes. And I think that's where we can kind of anchor down into is, is that person actually showing up fully for you yes when they're saying in and out and Mm -hmm. in and out because it's not and you if you're saying 
when we're together, it's wonderful. But when he goes home, you know, it's, awful. it's, all, I, yep. Or he's like hot and cold and he wants me back once he pushes me away, all that stuff. And then the other thing that like so closely ties in this experience with what my friend is experiencing is she has the biggest fucking heart on the planet. Like she can empathize with anybody, with somebody on death row. Like she can put herself in shoes, like unlike anybody I know. And I love that about her, but she doesn't know enough in her groundingness with herself to say, am I actually getting what I need from this person? Mm -hmm. She, I, you know, you ask that over, cause this is what, there's a fine line between friend Whitney and coach Whitney and sometimes it blurs. <laughs> and so you, when you ask that question to yourself, you need to really think about the answer. If you're in a situation like this, like, no, not yes. He, he brings me flowers on occasion and cooks me dinner and we have fun together. That's not what I mean by, is that person there for you? It's mm -hmm. can that person support you in your trauma in your growth, in your frustrating situations? Are they actually showing up or do they just send you a sweet emoji and a, I'm sorry, babe, that this is so hard for you? Because that's not how they're showing up. You know, you're showing up right. to them. And, and knowing- then it's not equal exchange. Exactly. And that's why knowing with, with my favorite thing from Whitney, her needs, wants, and desires workbook yeah. um, is so integral mm -hmm. because here you have someone let's hooking up with you, right? Giving you physical attention. Maybe they tell you they're pretty. Maybe mm -hmm. you go out to dinner. Let's put that in a wants category, mm -hmm. right? And they're hot, right? That's a yeah. desire, yeah. right? But where's your baseline need in this? And your need is that you want someone to be choosing you. Yes. And I think at, at every single person's first need is someone choosing you yeah. and and you need to right in yep. that you have to choose yourself first amen. amen and then you have to say your second thing is that you they need to choose you in yes. this and be in it if that's where your expectation is yeah if you're only wanting a hookup and that's also matching your level yep. that's fine but when that crosses over or when their behavior shifts when they start using emotional abuse manipulation towards mm -hmm. you, right? Boom. That shifts. You yeah, need to have that okay. be, that is not on anybody's needs, wants, and desires list mm -hmm. that you just bumped out of the list. And now we have a whole another situation that we have to work through or exactly. leave. Right. But it's like, you have to know what are your needs? What do you need inside of yourself? And that's why having that solid relationship with yourself, what, Whitney and I both work on primarily is enhancing that relationship with yourself because then you know where your standards are and when those boundaries get crossed and you're in a new relationship, you're in a, a trying time of an existing ongoing relationship, right? There's going to be a certain amount of growing pains in learning. There's a fear in, you know, for unhealed people and loving people, right? Because it feels vulnerable and our cultural society isn't attuned to that, right? But it's all part of that growth process. There's a difference between a hesitation and a step away. Yes. And when you see what that is, as you're going through it, that's how you can kind of gauge okay, 
we're not here yet or he's stepping out. Yes. And here's the other thing. And I think it's, it's such a silly place that I learned it, but I absolutely needed it. And it was what I was tuned to when I learned it. So I still love it and honor it. It is a book written by the guy who wrote Sex in the City or was one of the lead writers on Sex in the City. And it was turned into a movie and it is called He's Just Not That Into You. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. It is yes. so effing great. If you haven't seen it, add it to the movie. Watch it again. Movie. Go, for sure. I, I want to go watch it again, even though like mm. I like live this belief. For I watch this it again. Now. I feel like last year and, <sighs> and I'm like, yes, it's, it's so good. It's so rings true. And what it really highlights, as you're going to say, is all these different levels of relationships and where people are honoring their truths in it. Yes. Because you have people saying, why is the one of the main characters, why is he not calling me? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he call me? And she meets this guy who's like, because he's just not that into you. Yeah. And it's just that. Yep. And it's like, you can be into someone, and this is where this kind of becomes like a gauge. You can be into someone 60%. Mm-hmm. And that gets you occasional calls, that gets you a certain level of dates, whatever, but it's different than being a hundred percent into someone. And And when you have someone doing that, you have them showing up in a way that honors your needs, wants, and desires. Exactly. And this is the thing that I want to cut through. And I know I just referenced a movie, but all of our love stories and relationship stories are unique to us. But the thing that I think is so effing detrimental to women today is that we all watch way too many Disney movies way too young. And we all have like some rom-com script in our head where it's okay if a guy is mean to you and doesn't call you back. Oh, right yeah. Away. And it's I'm okay say, if he's a woman. That's what I was afraid day. with. Um, that's why I was upset with Bridgerton. Yeah. I got so, I mean, like, I'm not going to herald Bridgerton as being this amazing thing because I was like, I'm sorry, it's 2021. If we're going to have modern music playing in the background of a show, I'd also like to not see a disgruntled Darcy still showing up. Yeah. Like I don't, we don't need to like see another man child are just stuck in their anger, yep. stuck in there, not feeling through their emotions and stuck in their trauma exactly. and being unhealed and taking it and, and putting the onus on um, women to do the healing for them. that is exactly and it's like yes I love that through this story we actually saw him break through that yeah and actually saw the other side of it which wasn't emphasized enough because it was just the end moments and of course then they get married they have the baby yeah everything is beautiful now right which isn't what it what needs to be exactly and that is not the end of the story Exactly. And that in itself is the problem because so many women, and I was one of them, get hung up in a shitty relationship because you believe that the man can change. That's great. Because I, yes, I know every human being on this planet can work through their shit and change. I am living with a man who worked through his shit and he has changed. Was I along for the ride with him? Absolutely fucking not. Would I (laughs) put up with that ride? Absolutely fucking not. Because I had just gotten off that ride with another man. And I, it is not our job to be incubators for men as they're processing their trauma. Yes. Period. So if you are in a relationship like this, where he's breaking up with you and saying, I can't do my healing work and my trauma work and be with you, honor that and get the fuck out because Mm -hmm. you deserve somebody 
who is already doing the processing of the trauma, who is already at your level in their process so that you can then support each other and grow with each other. Mm-hmm. Greg is fixed. By no means is he fixed. But we aren't <laughs> either. Yeah, right? exactly. That's why it's the messy path. Exactly. You're always in a growth, but you want to be in um, a point where you're ready. Yes. So my flip side, right? I was in, I'm in a relationship with a man who definitely went through the ringer on our growth, on his personal growth journey Yeah, in our relationship. But so did I, we were at very similar points in our healing growth journeys. When we actually met up together, we were both in an awakening stage, but when he would say to me, I can't do this right now, I have to focus on other things. I would say, fine, but you can do that also. But that wasn't how he needed to do it. Because for me, I think this is the difference in women too, is we feel like we can do it together. Mm -hmm. I always feel like I can grow together. I don't need to already own a home, already be established, already, 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 already. Yep. I think women's mindset is we'll build it together. Exactly. Together. And I think that gives us that same feeling of we can go through this together. Mm-hmm. We can grow through this together, right? We can heal through this together instead of the man's perspective of saying, I need to get this fixed first and then mm-hmm. I can be ready for it. Well, and, and I think that this is, uh, I think this is a male female difference. Exactly. I think this is a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but regardless, it's where is your personal truths in that yes. because both of those things can be true for both sexes. It's not Absolutely. that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a matter too, of not placating and cutting down your needs, wants, and desires, mm-hmm. but actually putting, this is literally me living out my dream relationship, what it looks like, not mm-hmm. let me think about it. In, and I do this with every single client who comes to me about relationship stuff. I put them if they're comfortable with it, we do a meditation where we go inside this white box and it's not as claustrophobic as it feels, I promise. Um, it's a big white open space where you left all of your baggage and reality at the door because I don't want you carrying in the current relationship and comparing everything to Steven because mm. Steven's shit is still half cooked. You're going to be lowering the bar of your needs, wants, and desires so that he fits it. And yes. trust me, I know we do this because I did it for years mm-hmm. and years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to put yourself in a space where you can have the guy at the end of the rom-com who's like dealt with all his stuff in like the emotionally grown Mr. Darcy. Absolutely. You can have that put mm-hmm. back as much as you want into that person, that potential, and then back down. What is it that I truly need in this person want and then desire what's like the fluffy stuff the mid-range stuff and that absolutely no, I need it. I need somebody who's yes. on my level and chooses me. And if a guy ever breaks up with you, I'm going to be obnoxious with my microphone because I want this point to come across. <laughs> if a guy ever breaks up with you, he is not in the mental and emotional space to be with you right now. Walk away, walk away. Mm-hmm. Do not come back right away. God knows what your future relationship could hold. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years you run into each other and it's like fireworks, but Mm -hmm. right now he's not ready for you and you need to honor that and you have to walk away. Yes. So in my part of that, that was definitely happening to me. Mm -hmm. I was in an overlapping relationship. My partner 
partner kept saying, I'm not ready. Like I he was dealing with a lot of different things. And I was like, okay, well, I'm ready for this. So if you're not, then fine, then I have to take care of myself. I exactly. have to figure out. And I invested into a deep set of inner work, which included coming to RTT, doing Jess Lively's flow class, like again, doing these things that helped me reconnect to me. And it was the deepest growth time of my personal soul journey. During that time, it didn't look like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to journal and have a chai and it'll be great. Like, yeah, it looked like (laughs) crying to the extent that I thought the house next door to me could hear me because it felt like my soul was being torn out of my body, you know? Mm -hmm. And when he would come back to me in it, he would say, I'm, I have to do this with, I can't do this alone. I have to have you with me. Mm -hmm. And then we would journey together, but I would say, okay, if we're doing this, if I'm going to be involved, this is what I need from you. And when that wasn't met, then I pulled back again. And so this is how then, yes, I'm going to say it. We got into that in again, out again relationship, but there was a growth in each of the reconnectings. Yep. And so, and I recognized that to the point that it wasn't. And when it wasn't growing to the level that I needed, then it had to stop again. And, but when we come back, there was that growth and I, but if I kept my standards at the low level, I by far would not be in the relationship that I am now. I wouldn't be as respected. I, my needs, wants, and desires wouldn't be being met. I wouldn't be happy. And I, for all of you who say, but I just want him back. It's like, yes, but you need him, need your person back at the level that actually honors your, you. Yeah. And so there was a point in what I was saying. So what I would cry to my soul sister, mm-hmm. and I would say, I know he's my soulmate. So what, what is happening? Yeah. And she would say, bless her heart. He may be your soulmate, but he's not choosing you right now. And oh my God, I that's what I had because both of those things can be true. Yeah. I know, I know Brian is my soulmate, but I had to release the fact that the option that we were, that meant we were going to spend our entire life together. Yes. And that can be, both of those things can be true. You don't, and the more I do soul work, right? The more I do like hypnotic work with people and tapping into that subconscious mind. And I learn more about soul contracts and I see how things are being played out. People will say their inner souls will explain to us. You were only supposed to meet for this short time in this lifetime, because this is what you were getting. I had a client who, who had an affair with a man who had been with her many, many, many lifetimes before. Mm. But in all of those lifetimes, they had a severe amount of child loss. And in Mm. this lifetime, she got pregnant with her fifth child with her husband while she was having the affair because, and that ended the affair because in this lifetime, she was going to get the children in this lifetime. I mean, five children who in modern times says that many children, it's very, a lot of people. Yeah. five healthy children 
And she did not get that all those other times. And it's like, she couldn't have that with the quote unquote soulmate, but they got to intersect with each other. And what they got from that time was this like boost up. It was an awakening for both of them. It was a touching base, but they are, were in completely different parts of their life, completely Mm -hmm. different needs during this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they let it go and they had to let each other go. And then she was able to have the five children in this lifetime who are the souls of like her sisters from her past lives where they're all sisters. Yes. And so she's learning in this lifetime, she's learning to what, how motherhood can be fun. And so she's a mother to her sisters and she has this great and beautiful connection with them. So per, um, I know a friend who just went, who was talking about, she recently went to a funeral of, for an elderly woman. And she said, it was the most tragic funeral I've ever been to. The woman wouldn't let go of the casket, which is totally how I envision myself being. And he died of natural causes as an, at an older age and was still this devastated. Well, her lesson in this lifetime was to have that high level of a intimate relationship. Yeah. Whereas the, the person that she was bringing there wasn't. She had mm-hmm. the, the person that she was bringing her mother-in-law to this funeral. Yeah. And her mother-in-law has really great relationships with her children and her grandchildren. And that was the lesson she was learning in this lifetime. Oh. She wasn't having that. Now, that being said, doesn't mean that we still can't be calling in high level relationships because that is still what we should be striving for. Absolutely. There is no excuse for any type of emotional abuse, financial, spiritual, sexual, physical abuse in any relationship. Absolutely. There should be no, you, no one is deserving of a relationship where you get put down ever. Yes. Okay. Amen. That is not part of our, <laughs> if that happens, the lesson is to move forward. Yes. <laughs> the lesson is to move up and out of that relationship and how you're moving forward from it. Absolutely. That's what's your lesson from that relationship is. Yes. And if they also choose to go, that person who put you down also chooses to go on a growth journey and uh, deals with that and is more supported later on, mm-hmm. you're able to connect, go ahead. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, I've seen so many things now play out with people where people of women have come to me and said, I'm, I've, I've been thinking about leaving my husband for the past 10 years. I, I don't know that I can do this, but I don't know that I can leave. Mm-hmm. And we go through the session together. And what it is, is that they need to stand up for themselves. They need to be empowered, right? They need to say, Hey, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And then in real life, outside of our session, they go and do that. And they come back to me and say, I'm in a completely different relationship. He's completely changed. Yeah. It's the same physical person but everything about the relationship is different. He's responding differently. He's bringing me tea and meditating in the morning. Yeah. You can have these changes, but you have to be aware of what your truth is. Correct. And you have to be making the changes for yourself, not to make the other person Mm -hmm. better, not to be what the other person wants. That's the other, that's the thing that our egos want to latch onto. So like, if you're hearing this and you're in a relationship and you're like, but I love him. And I see the, I see the great man he could be, or I see the great woman she could be cool. 
but are they seeing that in themselves and mm-hmm. striving for it? Because if they're not, it is not your job to haul that weight and it is not your job to be that cheerleader. It, it like period. You need to go do that for yourself first and then see what changes and what happens. I would say most of the relationships that I had in my 20s ended because the man, well, because that's who I'm dating, right? Mm-hmm. But the man couldn't live up to the potential that I saw in them. Yeah. And I had someone actually say that to me and I said, okay, but you're choosing that because you can live up because I'm an intuitive empath. I know what you're capable of doing. (laughs) I also can, you know, I'm also uplifting of, of being a partner. Right. But I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're choosing to live your life at a B minus where I'm going to be striving for an A of showing up for myself, showing up in my relationship, showing up in my partnership, showing up in my job at an A rating. And if you want to be like, yeah, I only want to show up for myself at a B minus, that's fine. But I'm not going to drag your sorry ass through the rest of my life, carrying the weight of your lack of desire. Mm-hmm. Then- when I see those people with their, some of them with their person now who they're married to, I'm like, oh, so you can show up as an A for them, but it's because they're the right match or, and they've done the work that got them there. Right. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because that's the change that can happen. And that's the compatibility that can happen. And it's part of my lesson to stand up for myself to not deserve a B minus from (laughs) from my relationship. I need an A. (laughs) Yeah. That was my lesson. Exactly. And I think that's so many women's lesson um, in this life is, and it's, you know, it's why women struggle with the things they do in our society because, you know, patriarchal system. Um, We're meant to, meant to be caregivers in the system that we're living in. And then when we stop, And we start to say, what if I caregive to myself first? You have to fight all of the internalized misogyny that you have built up in you to say, oh no, I am worthy of this. And I do deserve an A or an A plus. I deserve something I can't even imagine because it's so effing good. I deserve like crazy connection where I don't even have to second guess that I know I'm loved and I know I'm cared for. And yeah, my ego might still second guess, but I know it's a safe space. And so, yeah, it's just, I I just want to make sure that we're like circling back. It is about honoring and knowing that your partner is there for you and hearing and seeing them and trusting what they're showing you. Like, I know Mm -hmm. I look at Greg sometimes and I'm just like, wow, I get to be with you. And Mm -hmm. I have no doubt in my mind that like, he wants to be here with me. And, And like, when we do just silly things for each other, but I know how much it means. Or when he can tell that I'm like in it and he goes like, what do you need? Or I won't make jokes like that anymore. Cause I didn't realize it makes you think of this afterwards. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't want to go there. I will take that joke off the table for the time being, or, you know, all of those things that just show they love and care more than, yeah, I'm going to keep you on the hook so that you can come to bed with me. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. deeper than that. It's, I want to show that you have the space in the, um, 
the place to be you fully. Like I just had a memory pop up on Facebook memories today of um, a present Greg got me two years ago when I had just gotten back from my graduation from coaching school. And um, it was these howl light earrings. And he went to this jewelry store when he was on a climbing trip in Arizona. And he specifically asked them like for earrings and found like this little tag for it that how light is all about communication and being there to support others. And he's like, I thought this would be good because you're a coach now. And like, this is what you do is you communicate with people and you Yay, support other that's people. Amazing. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't believe what I believe necessarily around crystals, but he honors and holds that that is my belief and supports me in that. And I think that this is, this is true at all stages of relationships, right? Because relationships don't end the work of relationships don't end because you've gotten married or because you've um, become monogamous or because you move in with each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a constant sifting and sorting and there is a constant checking in on yourself. What's your truth? What's your needs? Where are you at with things, right? Because that's going to change. It's also going to change throughout our lifetime. You know, when we think about women who have, who have babies and their needs change during that time, they mm-hmm. might've been able to do a lot of stuff by themselves. Well, now they have a literal human being to, <laughs> to yep. grow yep. and attach. Right. Yeah. And now they can't do 90% of the things. Now they can only do 60% of things yeah. during this time. How is your partner adjusting? Exactly. How is your partner adjusting to your needs, wants, and desires? Mm-hmm. What does that communication sound like mm-hmm. between you when you say, hey, I need you to be stepping up yeah. and you're not. Yeah. What are we doing about that? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of women just shut down yeah. when that happens. Because you get because, fearful because you don't want to lose it. Right. Because you yeah. have the baby, you have the marriage, you have these other things that are, are you know, bigger holds, mm-hmm. right? But they're just human holds. Yep. They're just human contracts. And our soul contracts supersede all human contracts. And it's all mm-hmm. part of our lesson. And if you're feeling that way, I'm not telling you every time your partner doesn't fully meet your needs, wants, and desires, that immediately needs means you need to bounce and restart your whole life. No, not yeah. at all. But you have to be open with yourself first of mm-hmm. checking in. And having that open dialogue with your partner of saying, this is where you didn't meet my needs. This is how I need to be met. This is what you're, how you're going forward and coming at it from a loving, nurturing way because you're loving and nurturing yourself. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. And excuse me, that like that shift is so fundamental. And I guarantee you, it will improve every single relationship you're in when you make that shift and you start choosing yourself first and you start really listening to what people are saying and asking because Mm -hmm. we're the, for the most part, we feel and see ourselves as the main character in our lives. So we do everything operating as such. And you really need to honor when someone's main character is asking you to get the fuck off set, you know? Well, and even viewing, you know, step one, do yourself as the main character, right? This this total, the holiday vibes when Arthur, the old man is speaking to Iris and, Mm -hmm. and he said, here's the thing. I know you're a leading lady, but you're playing the role of the supportive friend for your own life. And she goes, oh my gosh, you're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life. (laughs) 
And it was like, yes. And it's like, so how do you get to that? There's a lot of different wake up calls at a lot of different levels of your life. For me, doing my RTT session is what checked it. It's like, Mm. I had the spark inside of me that said, Hey, I'm worth more than this, but even though it's not how I feel right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make the investment into myself to do some deep inner work. If Mm -hmm. any part of you is resonating to doing inner work, you're already choosing yourself. Now choose it in a way that's really supportive to you. My RTT session brought me to a deeper level of my inner power Mm -hmm. in a way where I could say then at a visceral inner truth, soulful, connected way. I am worthy of a relationship that's supportive, loving, thriving, Mm -hmm. meeting my needs, supporting this Mm -hmm. goes beyond my expectations, right? In the last episode, I gave the story about how I got a new computer and my partner was like, I'm going to build you a different desk because it had different needs for my debt, for my computer. And I was like, no. And I had that moment of hesitation. And what it felt like was I don't deserve to be loved that much. And then I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Okay. Build me a desk. That's amazing. Thank you for loving me that well, Mm -hmm. because I deserve to be loved that well. Mm -hmm. That inner shift within yourself that you have to cling to. It's so important. And, and keep saying yes to that. And it's uncomfortable at first to be seen in that way and to say yes to those things, but keep leaning in and saying yes to that. And when you're saying yes to that part of yourself and you're in a relationship with somebody who maybe you're transitioning out of relationship with, it is going to be so uncomfortable as well because you're Uh saying yes to yourself. And then it's your job to parent and to date yourself. And I know like dating yourself is such an overused term. It's like right up there with like self-care right now, but truly dating yourself is like understanding what you need and the space you need and giving it to yourself. It's not just bonbons and bubble baths and like steak dinners. It's, or going to a restaurant by yourself. And I know I've said this so many times I have, Oh, just even still now, just, Oh, just cringeworthy to dating yourself. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I can't stand the, 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 the phrase, but my reframe in that, which means the same thing. Yeah. When I called out for my soulmate, my response was, are you a mate to your soul? Mm-hmm. And Okay. Let's become a mate to my soul because then I will attract in my soulmate. Yes. Now, yes, I still had the end goal. Yes. I still had the manifestation. Yes. I was still putting out my rockets of desire to have that great loving relationship, but the released outcome became, I don't need that. I don't need the relationship because I am fulfilled within myself. Then the relationship becomes a want. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. exactly. it does. It, yeah. It is yes. very convoluted, but the, the thesis of all of this, you is- can still do it, right? You yeah. can still do it. You can still do the inner work mm-hmm. with the intention of having the better relationship. Mm-hmm. But step one is having that best relationship with yourself and yep. honoring that. Yep. And not letting other priorities get in your way. And like, I was really good at this. I was really good at like saying, I'm going to go work on myself. And I would be like 
a whole whopping two weeks off of a dating app. And then all of a sudden it would magically be back on my phone and I would magically be swiping again because I love people and I love connection. So it was really hard for me to take care of myself and do my self-growth and not also be dating. So this doesn't mean you need to go be monastic and like live a solo you know, yep. monk life for it's all part of the sifting and sorting, right? It's all, it's part, all of part of it. how you're figuring it out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so when you said this about the gift thing, mm-hmm. Brian did not give me good gifts when we were first starting together. I was like, okay. And I, I said, after one kind of disappointing gift exchange, I said, yeah. okay, I want to understand what you value for special occasions Mm -hmm. and because I want to understand what what you want from me what Mm -hmm. feels validating to you and also I need you to hear what feels validating to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and honestly since then and I said I don't need jewelry I don't need expensive gifts but I would like a heartfelt message card or something that has thought in it that was something special for, you know, about us or whatever. And I wanted acknowledgement. And since then, totally different experience on our special occasion days, because he listened. And I also paid attention. We had a very, he had a very significant birthday. And I obviously with the pandemic restrictions and all these things for, for earlier on, we couldn't have the big party that I would have thought Mm -hmm. I wanted to throw for him, but I had to really listen. That's not what he wanted. That's not what his needs, wants, and desires were for his birthday Mm -hmm. celebrations. So how am I looking past what I want for him and seeing what he really needs? And what that ended up being was a beautiful weekend of the two of us renting a a cabin, just hanging out with the two of us, which we freaking do all the time now because of the pandemic, which is so nice. And I gave him a few special gifts, but that because of that, but he, it was the whole experience of it together. We made dinner together. We had this nice time. And he said, this is all I wanted. This is what makes me feel special. Not Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I was able to really honor what he was. And this is where that growth in your relationship can come from. When we got to it and I was just giving him a bunch of stuff or, or just trying to do something. Well, that wasn't right for him. We had those conversations to do the sifting and sorting to wrap that through. Counter this story with one of my clients whose partner broke up with her because she wanted a baby with a man and was in a lesbian relationship, mm. a woman on woman relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing that my client can do to accommodate that. There's no conversations. There's no nothing. She wants t- to birth a child that was inseminated through her partner, right? Yeah. With a man. She's not even open to looking at those other possibilities of which there are. Okay. But this, she making the decision. This is what she wants. She had been with a man before. Now she wants to go back to us. However, their breakup time has been in and out. Right. And they, the, the, the partner who wants a man keeps coming back to my client. Mm. And she's like, but I am in love with you, but 
can't we be in this gray space where we're not living together, but mm. we're spending time with each other. And my client says, no, we Good. can't be in this gray space because I want you <laughs> and you don't want me. Yeah. You don't want me fully. You don't want me fully right now. And if that feels better to add the right now onto it, yeah. which feels less terrible, permanent. Yeah. permanent, right? Than everything. And my client still says to me, I know she's my person. And I said, okay, so how are you handling that? How are yeah. you handling saying, I know this is my person, but they don't want to be with me all the way right now. And mm. she says, I have to close that door for her. This is the right decision. She's like, I got to close that door. Yep. I, because I'm not going to grow. And this person isn't the, her ex-girlfriend yep. isn't figuring it out. Yeah. She's staying in and out of the water and they need the time, the separation time mm-hmm. to, under, to get clear on her needs, wants, and desires. The ex-girlfriend isn't clear. She's not grounded in herself to stay strong in her boundaries. She wants to be with my client and it's not what she really wants. So she has to figure out where she is, where my client is like, here's the thing. Boom. I want someone who wants me. I want someone who chooses me. I, sorry, I need someone who chooses me all the way. And right now this, their friend isn't choosing them all the way. Yeah. And I can't do that. How beautiful to be in that headspace and like as painful as a transition Mm -hmm. to get there, it is so damn empowering when you get there and when you can look at somebody and be like, wow, you're not choosing all of me. And so you don't get any of me. Mm -hmm. And it's like with the first time I did that, that should be its own song, right? Oh, because the, the song is you can immediately hear John Legend, all of me. Loves all of you, right? But when the song goes, some of me loves, likes, hooks up with some of you. (laughs) You're like, okay, if that's where you both are, that's fine. There's a disconnection in your emotional state where what are you doing? How are you honoring yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? Exactly. And that I think is the part that is so hard because your ego gets so tied up in it in the validation of being with somebody in the work that we've done because that's the other thing this friend she's like well we've put so much work into this relationship Mm. and I'm like "Uh uh-huh I know and you've also put a lot of work into yourself so guess what you get to be even better and more aligned with the partner that is actually meant for you yay right so like pushing yourself to make something work because trust me I've done that too and it you're not happy you're, li- mm-hmm. you're living something out that looks good on the outside, but you are dead on the inside and it is yes. not okay. And don't tell me how long you've been in that relationship because I don't care. Right. Yeah. years. I don't care. How many years of that were you fulfilled? Yes. Six months. I, right. Two minutes. The client that I said, who said, I've been thinking about uh, divorcing my husband for 10 years. That's not a fulfilling life. That's not a fulfilling relationship. How are you thriving in your life when you have that big of a disconnection? And it's, what are you learning through that? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think this, the secondary part of this is that trust, trusting yourself, trusting the universe that they're going to show up for you Mm -hmm. to match your needs, wants, and desires to match the standards that you're 
setting in place. We were just talking about boundaries, right? How difficult it is. Step one, establishing the boundary. Step two through one million. Okay. Yeah. Is holding that boundary. Yeah. Because you're just going to keep getting tested and 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 tested until it feels more comfortable. Yes. It doesn't feel like a test anymore. It feels like a quiz. Yeah. And then it just feels like something you're passing. It feels like like a questionnaire. Exactly. And then it can feel so, <laughs> like so here's, a check-in. This is so beautiful. And then it also is up to you to give it that energy from, mm-hmm. from, oh my God, painful lesson to test, to quiz, to questionnaire, to like, oh wow, that was easy. Yeah. And, but your ego is going to get triggered to give it the same kind of frustrated energy every mm-hmm. single time, because that's the neural pathway you created the first time you had that event. So I'm going to walk you through an abridged version of this through my dating life from 2017 to 2019. Yes. So <laughs> you're so whenever you started, dating. whenever I started dating, Greg, basically. You're just dating Greg. So, yeah, which was the tail end of 2018. So, okay. So in 2017, in April, I started dating this dude, Ian, I'm going to use real names because fuck it. So it's all coming out in the book eventually anyways. <laughs> Hello, messy Hi. path listeners. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I use people's real name. Yeah. Or I just use too many now pronouns yeah. and it does stop making sense. Yeah. 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 So so Ian was the foggy guy who was like, oh yeah, this would be great, but it's just too hard. Who I finally said no to and saw all the time afterwards, and it was weird. So then um in September of that year, I started dating this dude. Maybe it was, I don't know. The next dude that followed this pattern was, um, oh my God, I'm like, oh, Zach. He was a hot freaking mess of humanity. And I ignored so many red flags. All of his ex-girlfriends hated them. All of his mm-hmm. ex-girlfriends were crazy, according to him. So mm-hmm. with C word, what's the, yeah, what's the common denominator here? So that ended up being something where he just up and ghosted me after we had been dating for like six months. He just stopped answering my phone calls, stopped showing up when we made plans. And I was like, WTF? And I would call him and he wouldn't answer. He lived like two blocks away from me. So I'd go to his house, see if he was there. Cause I'm like, you didn't answer me for two days. Are you alive? And then he would call me crazy for like stopping at his house, even though we lived two blocks from each other and we would always just swing by. So then I ended that, but that was one of those things where first I ignored 79 signs along the way of like, I shouldn't be with this person. And then I got out here like a year and a half later and started dating a guy who very early on was pretty upfront with me. And he was like, yeah, I don't really want anything serious. Like you're super fun, but like, this isn't serious for me. I'm not in that space. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it got to a place with this guy where I was like, actually, I do want something serious. Thanks for some time. Bye. And I was able to just do that and be like, okay, thanks, Josh. This is fun. See you later. But And all because you probably, if we're breaking this down, you probably said in some effect, well, I'm falling more in like with you now Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to be a official girlfriend or a monogamous relationship or whatever the next step was that you're feeling called to. Mm -hmm. And when he said, okay, I don't, and I don't think I'm going to get there right now. 
then that's when you can say, okay, never mind, right? Yeah, because exactly. Your, your truth can change. Your yeah. your needs, wants, and desires can change. The where you were when you were 12 isn't the same as where you are when you're 22, 32, 42, yeah. 52. And it's how are you evolving yep. or separating, growing apart, right? Yep. In that time. Exactly. And that, and then it was so funny because that coincided with Greg and I meeting because mm-hmm. I had that conversation. So like, I probably wouldn't have crossed paths with him because Greg was ready to get off Tinder because he was just over it. But my divine timing was like, nope, you're ready now. Stop dicking around and like, stop accepting less. And so stop accepting less. Oh, and if yes. you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I'm not accepting less. I am less. I don't mm-hmm. deserve more than what I'm getting right now. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to us. You need Seriously, to talk to us up. because one, Whitney is going to give you like a really amazing coaching empowerment journey. And I'm going to reconnect you to your soul truth, which is that you are worthy. You are deserving. Mm-hmm. You are inherently loved. So love is available to you because mm-hmm. you are love. And that is the truth of our souls. Yep. That is not true for specific people. That is the truth of our souls. And the, dis- the disconnection is the darkness. The yep. disconnection is the unworthiness. The disconnection is, well, I do deserve crumbs. Yeah. No, you do not deserve crumbs. And I don't care if you've cheated on your partners before, if you had an abortion, if you've had sex before you were married, if you list off other things, Whitney, that good girls get reprimanded for oh that, that make you dating, less than from the patriarchy. Too people. Dating, dating too many people. people. Your number Being is too high. old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. All the things that the patriarchy has installed in women, especially all mm-hmm. people, but especially women, yep. that makes you feel less than is yep. a disconnection. And it's a disconnection from you to your inner truth because your inner truth is deserving. Your inner truth is worthy. And I think that the, the title for this episode is choose yourself in relationships. Yes. This is what we're telling you. (laughs) Seriously. Like it's such a trite thing because it's so overused in the self-help industry, but you have to choose yourself first. Mm -hmm. There is no way for someone else to understand you or who you are to meet your needs, to know what you're thinking. This is another thing I talk with so many clients about. We'll do like a totally different episode on it, but no one can read your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people can't read your mind. There are definitely <laughs> paths out there that can like get a vibe off of you. And like Ariel can pick up the phone with me and be like, oh, that's where you are today. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but most people in relationship can't read your GD mind and you have to ask for what you need and you have to teach people how to treat you because that's our lesson right if you're with a person if you're with a person who can read your mind guess what your lesson isn't standing up for yourself and living in your truth and your voice so it's what is your lesson and for a lot of us Mm -hmm. our lesson in lifetimes is to stand up for ourselves and that is why we have that disconnection why our partners can't read our minds is because our lesson from them with them is to stand up for ourselves, to stand into our truths, to, to say what we're worth, yeah. right? to tell uh, someone that we're valuable, that we should be valued yeah. and what that looks like. 
So yes. And I mean this in this goes to sex too. Mm-hmm. Don't say, I, I can't tell them, you know, what I want. Well, then you're not going to get it. Yeah. Universe will only give you what you ask for. And this is the foundation of free will because humans have free will. The universe, the spirit realm is literally just surrounding us at all times, but they can't help us until we ask for it. Mm-hmm. They will only give you what you ask for. It's mm-hmm. like, if it's like sitting at the restaurant, you can sit at the restaurant the whole freaking day, unless you tell the waitress that you want to order food and what kind of food it is, you're not going to get anything. Exactly. The whole thing for for our spiritual journeys, for our relationship journeys, for our career journeys, for anything, your relationship with the universe to yourself, you are not going to get what you don't ask for. Amen. Amen. Because you, you can't like, that's the block with the universe. And so if you don't think you're worthy, that's where you got to start doing the work first, because everybody is inherently worthy of love and what they want in this life. And you might have a really different road to hoe than others based on, you know, your ethnicity or where you were born or the circumstances you were born into, or you're able, disabled, you name it so many different journeys on this planet, but regardless, everybody is wholly deserving of love and what you want period and others have an easier journey sometimes to get there or a different journey but it doesn't negate the journey you're on and your journey to wholeness and your whole love of self so effing go do it and ask for it like here's a really silly um example of this i didn't feel i felt like it was vain for me to want to have clear skin like i always have had fairly clear skin but like i chronically would get like really bad breakouts around my chin and like on my forehead. But I always thought it was vain if I would like go to a dermatologist and ask them to like do something. Or I thought it was vain if I bought like a bunch of stuff to put on my face. And then I was finally like, F it, there has got to be something out there that's simple, that meets my needs and that clears my skin up, that aligns with who I am. And I want that. Because you're deserving of wanting that and you're deserving of having that. And that's good and great. I feel like the same way when we were just talking about where all my messages are, I have such a clear, open connection to source Mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily need all these specific tools that other people need. And so whenever I'm trying to do them more, my answers is just like, well, it's just open. You're just, you just always get connected. Yeah. And it's hard for me to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's like, Oh, Ariel's just always connected. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't always feel connected. Connected. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, okay, it's knowing yeah. what's your truth in yourself and knowing that you're deserving. Because when I start to acknowledge I have a clear connection, yep. this was the message you needed. This is what I'm feeling. Boom, stronger. Boom, yep. more powerful. Boom. You feel more confident, right? Yeah. I do. Thing. And help I got with your skin yep. and you're standing up for what you want and how it makes you feel. Exactly. And the irony of all ironies is I never, my mom like programmed me to not spend a lot of money on myself. Like that's vain to spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on yourself. So the skin stuff is expensive. It's like $60 for a little glass jar, but it lasts a long time. And it's, I just went to a counter. I was, mm-hmm. I was just was at a beauty counter 
And the lady was like, well, for these things, it's $900. And I was like, I love myself, but if Mm -hmm. I'm spending $900 on my skin, I better be photographed every day. Yeah. Every single day. Someone better take like Annie Leibovitz better be taking a a portrait of me (laughs) every damn day. Yeah. Somebody is paying $900 for their skincare. Amen. You do. And that's great. Yeah. That's great. Cause they're worthy of spending $900. Yep. I'm also worthy of spending $900. I'm just choosing not to. Exactly. And this is where, again, you're choosing (laughs) how you want to be treated. Yeah. I need my level of treating right? My skin or what are your different needs? Somebody might have um, a more breaking out skin. Someone might have red skin. You have different Different needs. needs. But if we all use the same, this is a great example. We all use the same one bar of soap. It wouldn't be the right for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so it's within us to say, nope, I need a product that works for me. Yep. And if that's where you're starting, start there. Yes. Start with your face wash. Yes. Start with your, whatever your bras, start yeah. with your underpants, start with those things that are actually literally just for you. Yeah. And say, I am choosing this for me. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you get to add fun levels of manifestation to it. So I found mm-hmm. this thing, not only is it a business that is woman owned and centered here in Jackson hole, it's also made with only stuff that is in the Rocky mountains, which I effing love Beautiful. It's like all natural here. And then on top of it, I was given a code that is a universal code forever to always get 20% off. Cool. Oh my God. And it's just like, because fun manifesting. It's so fun. Yeah. So this, but that's just the point is first I had to say, it's not vain for me to want to have clear skin. That's where I had to go first because it Mm -hmm. is a priority for me. I'm not going to contour my makeup every day because that's not something I'm interested in. But But if that made you feel good, more confident about yourself, whatever it is right now, my video screen makes me look like I have black hair and I'm like a floating head. And that feels really weird to me. Mm-hmm. How are we expressing ourselves? What do yeah. you look like when you look back at yourself? Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is another thing. But it's yeah, like, yes, you found something that then was a match yep. to your needs, wants, and desires. Yep. And then you go for and it you and you tell yourself, it. I'm worthy of this and I'm going to go do it. So that's a tangential way of saying like, you got to listen to what people tell you about them and you got to honor it. And then you yeah. have to go take because it yourself. Because if that skin cream said, but will cause diarrhea. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to put that on my face. You're yeah. like, ooh, I want, I want um, clear skin, but I don't want diarrhea. You're not going to choose that skin cream. Correct. Right? Yeah. So that's what these people are telling you when they say, hey, I like you but I'm not ready for this right now. Mm -hmm. It's like saying, hey, I'll give you clear skin, but I'll also give you diarrhea. Yep. Think about it now. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that analogy. I love the stuff we come up with. Oh my God. Don't date the poopy person. Don't date the person that makes you poop (laughs) on so many levels. But (sighs) you believe the warning labels. And Mm -hmm. then that's what this could be. Believe the warning labels, right? And choose what you want. Totally. Oh, I love this. Thank you for 
thank you for listening. Ariel, thank you for letting me get on my soapbox and rant for a while. This was always both of us, and it's yes. so good. I love it. So, ladies, listeners, it's mostly females who are listening to this show, we know, but yeah. everybody, but yes. where are these red flags coming up in your life? What are you not listening to? What is someone saying to you that You're isn't actually aligning to your needs, wants, and desires? Yep. Are they saying, I love you, I want a house, but if we do this, I'm going to get a divorce. I don't want to get a house with you because I still think you're hung up on this. Well, mm -hmm. that should be a cue in for you that maybe you shouldn't buy a house with that person, right? They're not ready. You two aren't ready together. How are you readying yourself to be at a place where you feel you know, your best, right? This is yeah. the choosing yourself. Are you a mate to your soul? You're constantly dating yourself. You're constantly checking in on what's your truth. And your truth is not, I'm not worthy. Your truth is you are worthy. So yes. if you're in a situation or you're hearing that in yourself, contact us. I'm telling you, this is your challenge right now. Send Whitney or I a DM on Instagram or send us an email on our on our website mm -hmm. all the information is in the show notes and let us know what is the conflict that you're receiving what's the disconnection what are those dichotomies that are showing up in your life and what are you choosing yeah choose yourself please but we are here to walk with you on this journey wherever you may be starting and wherever you are headed um Love you all so much, seriously. And we will get to requests for topics too. I know we've got a couple of those like lingering out there and we are getting to them, I promise. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff happening. A happy spring. Feels like spring today here, kind of. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess, the mess is, is the journey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this.